Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the What's the Snaps podcast, the podcast hosted by your two favorite mics who used to be college roommates. Sus, how we doing? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good today. Not too bad. We have Oklahoma State this weekend. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous about that. What do you think we're going to do in that game? Do you think we compete in that game? I'm just going straight off the bat. I'm I'm skipping the small talk, but but real WVU football is here. Are, are are we ready to hang in with that squad? This is conference football, and I couldn't be more excited. I think we are. What I saw from Oklahoma State and the little bit I watched this weekend wasn't too impressed. 16 to seven, again, I think, was the score against Tulane. That's pretty terrible. Um, they were number 11 in the nation. And Tulane was able to hold their own. Uh, Chubba Hubbard had a decent game, 29 uh, carries, hold on, hold 94 on. yards. Ch- Chuba. It's Chuba? Chuba. Chuba. Chuba Hubbard? Yes, sir. Well, uh, that that guy with last name Hubbard, um, mm. he had about 29 carries for 98 yards, averaged about three and a half yards per carry. A bad touchdown. Um, depends on their quarterback. Their quarterback went down early, and they shuffled through three quarterbacks during that game. Uh, for all you gambling heads, the Mountaineers are plus 8.5, I think. So that's not a bad spread. That's that's Vegas giving us a shot in this game, and I think we can take it from them. Do you think that they give us a shot without the, the blunder against Tulane last week? I think so. I mean, we've got to go in optimistic, obviously. This is our first chance at college or at conference football that we have for the Mountaineers. Um let me tell you something. I've been optimistic about the Mountaineers every offseason for my entire life, and it usually lasts about four weeks, maybe, if that. So, so we play I, Kansas State. It, yeah, yeah. I, I, one thing I was wondering, so Neil Brown was in my bedroom again today. Zoom, oh, press, Zoom press conference. It was cool. Should I have taken down the Barry Sanders jersey in the background, greatest player in Oklahoma State history? I didn't think about it till afterwards, but for one one question, should I have taken it down? Follow-up question, do you think he's taught? Um, if you're sitting exactly like you are right now, he definitely didn't see it because I see your head. Yeah, so that's a good point. he probably didn't see it. I wouldn't take it down. I mean, Barry Sanders, arguably, depending on who you are, what you want in a running back, he's the greatest running back of all time. So it's just it's just shout out to the go to running back, you know. But we do happen to be playing Oklahoma State this week with one of the only running backs from a college standpoint in their program's history that would even be comparable to Barry Sanders. I'm afraid of Chuba. Last week is not going to make me think that we're playing a different guy this year. I, I mean, who knows? We got the stills though. We got. We the do, stills. and I think up front, hopefully this week we have a better or this upcoming week we have a better game um, with the pass rush and the front seven. Um, I think we can do a good job stopping the run. I think we're very stout. It's our pass rush and our pass protection that I'm worried about. And with their quarterback potentially being out or being injured, I think that gives us a better shot. And obviously it's Big 12 football, so the defense is going to be lackluster. Um, So I think our offense could put up points. So do you think we run the ball well? I think we do. I think we've got a good shot to to, uh, to run the ball. Let's see what Tulane did on the ground. Uh, the Golden Hurricanes, great name. Golden Canes, that's pretty yeah. awesome. They ran for about 112-odd yards, something like that, which ain't bad. Um, you got to think a program like WVU, a little bit better of a program, is going to be able to get 180 on the ground. That's, that's a huge, 
huge number for us on the ground. And I think we can get it. Yeah. But we, in fairness, though, we, we don't have a lot to judge off of except Eastern Kentucky. They, 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 I've just never seen – got to see them do it. You know what I mean? No, I completely understand. And um, I enjoy this, me being the eternal optimist and being the pessimist at this point. I'm just a Mountaineer um, fan, man. I know, no, I, I know know better. I know better. I know. All I'm saying is if you're a gambler, the over-under is set at 52. For total points scored, you've got to hammer the over. Hammer the over. It's Big 12 football. If you're what, betting what was it again? Under, Sorry, what? 52 points total for the whole game. you got to hammer the over in the Big yeah. 12. I agree with that. Yeah. If you're betting the under, you're an idiot for Big 12 football because the one thing they know how to do is play offense and score the ball. Now, I will say, I don't want to be a pessimist for the entire episode. I, I am very much looking forward to seeing what Jared Daigie can do. I love Daigie. As we know, I, I might be the biggest Daigie fanboy. It, it's it's seeming that way. Like, you're, you're um, getting there. He throws a great ball. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks that we've had um, besides, obviously, the greats. Like, I'm, I'm calling Will Greer great. Will Greer was a dog when he was there. It was He was. You can't debate that. I just – the lack of trophies was, was a little bit annoying, but you can't deny the numbers. And he had no yeah. defense. None. None whatsoever. He did have great weapons, though. Greg so, Jennings, that great. Greg, crap. Oh, my God. Uh, what what was his name? Jennings. Was it David Jennings? I, I'm, I'm nah, I don't fan. think so. I think it was Greg yeah, I Jennings. Feel, I, I don't think it was. I do. It's I okay. also feel like a terrible fan right now. But we know I, that they had David Stills. We know that name. You put them together, they have David Jennings. Exactly. It's it's, <laughs> it's their couple name. There you um, go. Although, I, I don't know if I'd ship them together. Uh, and what was the name of the tight end that went to the Jets? Wesco. Wesco. He was an animal. It really was. Absolute animal. But I think Daigie is a good quarterback. Um, I think he can take us to a good spot this year um, in how college football is playing out with the Big Ten coming in late to the party. Because uh, realistically, we're playing 15 Oklahoma State. If we win this game, there's no reason we shouldn't be ranked. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's no Big Ten. There's no Marshall's pass. ranked. Marshall's ranked. They're 25th. They're 2-0 and and they're 25th. They've been playing great football, though. Oh, um, I've seen it. Yeah, I would. You yeah. just you catch that game? I did. I I watched all of that game, and it was amazing. They have a great team. They have athletes yeah. all over the field. They Marshall's a fun watch. If you haven't seen them play, watch, watch Marshall. I love to see it. And who do they have this week? I was checking their schedule. But this can't happen, though. This this no. has like I, I'm okay with this for a week, but Marshall being the ranked team, being the game that that we're talking about. Hey, who do the herd have this week? It's a it's an okay trend for like it's, six or seven days, but that script needs to be flipped awfully soon. They did play App State, and App State is a good program that's consistently the ranked in the twenties, and they've played two games and we haven't. App State, they ruined their Michigan fans are still upset about Happy State knocking them off. But yeah, that was embarrassing. They weren't they even D one at that point. No, yeah, it's ridiculous, and also. If you're a fan, let me pull up the game that absolutely drove me crazy. Um, if you're a fan of the Citadel, I apologize because Clemson came out and hung 49 on you. I, I get it. Pulled everybody and didn't score again. Everybody is entitled to, to one game against somebody that they can kick the crap out of. But I could do without it as a fan. See, I'm, I'm okay with it. Everybody needs their tune-up games. You know, Alabama goes out and plays – Who'd they play last year that drove me crazy? 
Um, I can't remember. It was some absolutely no-name team that I've never even heard of before. Well, they, At least most yeah, people have heard of Citadel. The SEC does it does it like twice. Like maybe it's because <laughs> their schedule's so hard that it's fair. Like it is different because they have to play each other week in week out. But they do like the one at the beginning of the year, and then like week nine randomly they're they're playing nobodies when everybody else is playing like the biggest games of the season. Exactly. But Clemson and the ACC ACC football has been great so far. That Louisville-Miami game, when the Miami kicker, for the brand, you're a kicker, you understand. I respect you get that 57-yarder. Uh, that's that clutch. nuts. Ice in his veins, man. Yes. Absolute nuts of a field goal. But going back to the Mountaineers, I mean, upcoming in this week, that's one of the few games that people could probably actually get excited about. Um, because, I mean, we do get to see the SEC, LSU, Georgia, Bama, they all play. Miami plays Florida State, but Florida State has not been a good program since Jameis Winston left. Since Jimbo Fisher left, too. I yeah, think that was Jimbo. kind of a dagger for them. Um, And then, let's see who else. Florida plays Mississippi. Oklahoma plays K-State. Um, that'll be a good game, because K-State can usually always give ranked Big 12 teams a run for their money for some reason. I don't I, know what I, it is. Again, I'm I'm not trying to come into this this program overly negative, but have you ever sat down and watched K State play and been like, man, that was an exciting game? Not really. Like, is K State not a pretty subpar watch? I mean, they are, but how many times do they come out and compete with these juggernauts in the Big Twelve? Now they play a a good brand of football. They they the technique is good, the execution is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just the type of team that are just, it's an option like 1970s offense every single year. And I just don't enjoy watching it. But Army and Navy does that too. And I watch Army and Navy, Navy every Saturday if they're on. That that game cannot hold my attention span for an entire afternoon. Army Navy can't? You cannot. You're ridiculous. That's they, the they, greatest game of the year is Army Navy. Is it though? Each team yes. throws the ball like twice. I've had a beef with the Army Navy game for literally my entire life. And it is because they don't throw the football. You don't it's, have it's, to throw the football. Why wouldn't you? Because you know how hard it is for them to recruit players that are adequate at throwing the football when they have to come in and be in a military academy? Like, props to all those dudes that do it because it's really hard. I know I couldn't do it. But you're going there at a military academy and going through all of that regular mumbo-jumbo that all the regular military academy students go through – and then you're expected to play football on TV on Saturday. I respect that grind, but they're still going to get Division One caliber athletes. I went to Wesleyan. We were going 1-10. It wasn't anything impressive. And we were slinging the rock. We were at least trying. Give it a shot. I don't know. Ryan, how often did that succeed? Army and Navy have been able to if, – if, if their triple option is good and they are on it, they're hard to beat. That triple option, it, they use it because it works. It's so easy to get a guy in and have him understand that system instead of having a dude come in as because, you know, you don't get very many transfers in there. Obviously, you got dudes coming in as freshmen that then have to compete for the starting job at quarterback. And it's so much easier to teach him that option offense than 75 percent of your playbook being crossing routes, fade routes, three step, four step drops. Yeah, that's true. The the types of meetings that they're going to during the day are not for football. Yes. You know what I mean? It, that's true. It's Football is a secondary priority, whereas for a normal student-athlete, it would be higher up. And that's why I'm okay with it. I mean, I love watching the Army-Navy game. It's one of my, if not my favorite game of the year. 
just because of how much meaning it has, how much history there is between the rivalry. It might be the greatest rivalry of all go, time. Go like this, forward. Just Malcolm Perry could throw the ball last year for Navy. He had a great arm. He's playing for the Dolphins now. Didn't he have like 300 yards on the ground or something crazy? Yes. I did I did actually watch most of it last he year. He was an animal. And like I said, when they have good athletes that can do it, it's obviously a lot more fun to watch when they have great athletes under center and in the backfield. But Malcolm Perry was an animal. He could have competed at almost any Division One program. And he chose Navy. Okay. It's still a heck of a player. I'm, I'm just saying... It, throw it forward. It's not that hard. Middle school okay. teams do it. I'm you just, obviously could not watch football from pre-1970s, could you? I probably wouldn't have been that into it. You wouldn't have been into it? No, because all my favorite players growing up were, like, passers and, like, receive, like Peyton Manning was a gun. What about a team with a power running back? 50 times a game. Oh, my favorite one is Marshawn Lynch, but he, he had the moves, too. Yeah, but what about, like, I'm going back to the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins, and one of the best powerbacks of all time, John Riggins. You can't tell me running through a man's face isn't insane. Is that the Friday Night Lights guy? No, that, that's that's Tim Riggins. That's Tim Riggins. No, I've Tim never heard, yeah. I've never heard of the other Riggins. You've never, never heard, heard of John Riggins? Unfortunately, no. You need to look up his highlights right now. It's a shame that you're a football fan and you don't know – Arguably under Jim Brown, the second best power back of all time. Better than Jim Bettis? J- Jim Better. Bettis? <laughs> Jerome Bettis? You mean that guy? <laughs> that guy? That guy? Yeah, I, I mean, also I'm a homer. I'd say he's better than Jerome Bettis. Yeah. Um, but the bus was insane because the bus was built like a power back. He was built like defensive lineman yeah. running the ball. Riggins wasn't that big, but I just, I love power football. I'm a huge fan.
want to finish on something a little bit different. I texted you about it. I want to do this once every episode where we talk about something that's not sports that's still kind of fun. All right, go for it. So I want us to both list our top five crushes that we had on celebrities growing up. Our celebrity crushes from when we were adolescents. All right, let's do it. You know, from when like we first start noticing girls to maybe midway through high school or end of high school even. Go for it. Mine are probably mostly like Disney Channel actresses, to be honest. Oh, mine's a lot of movie Disney Channel um, movie stuff. But uh, my number five, I don't know her name, but whoever played Topanga on Boy Meets World. Uh, I was, I never, I didn't really watch that show. But I know you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um, Number four was the original Pink Ranger from Power Rangers, Kimberly. Again, don't know the actress's name, but shout out Kimberly. Number three, Hermione Granger, Emma Watson. That's a good one. That's a good one. Actually, I lied. Number two is uh, Gracie Gold. She was an Olympic figure skater, and I fell in love with her. Okay. Um, because she just tear it up on the ice. She was number three. I think she skated in the 2014 Winter Olympics. So I was a sophomore in high school. Um, but I'm gonna go number two, Hermione, and number one, the queen of all, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. I'm still in love with that woman. R.I.P. I'm still in love with her. Like Carrie, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher is my crush to this day. Wow. Okay. Which? Yeah. Okay. All right. That was, that's a solid list, man. I gotta give yeah. like that. That's so that that's respectable in the yeah. sense that so, there were there were a lot of a lot of really good performances mm-hmm. within within that top five. List. Well, and the main reason Hermione's too is because. She kind of grew up with me, which sounds really weird because she's a lot older than me. Like, she's significantly older than we are. She is seven years older than us. No, but it's funny. When I, I never thought about Harry movies, Potter like that. You're right. Oh, dude, I was a big Harry Potter dude with the wands and stuff. I was uh, too. You're right. We totally kind of grew up with those characters. Yeah. I never, thought, like, I never thought about it that way. She started making movies in 2001. I probably yeah. didn't find Harry Potter until maybe 2005. Because mm-hmm. when was I then? I was nine. But then, like, as I watched the movies, she grew up with me. No, you're right. You're that total. Yeah, same. And I know. I know what you're talking about. I... My first date, actually, was watching Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. That was my first date. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. There was a girl up the road. We were in middle school. It already came out. I told her I hadn't seen it. She was like, oh, well, you can come up to my house and watch it with me. It's my first date. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, the girl's mom made her little brother hang out with us the whole night. Oh. Uh, yeah, so just major block right there oh totally it, I bet it's you okay were <laughs> we were in eighth grade so yeah, right, right, it, right. it happens so let me I, hear you. Uh, go for it um all right number five i, I was definitely a, I, I was a huge hannah montana fan mm. for sure she definitely would have to have to make my list i still have a crush that. on her i feel that uh, yeah um so i say most of them probably are disney channel actresses uh number four probably like wizards of waverly place selena gomez yep i would yep i would you definitely alex. Say. uh number three i would have to go taylor swift mm. i think See, I, I think she she gets criticized too much i wanted to count her on my list but i didn't because i'm in love with her right now so like oh right she was okay. she was kind of a childhood crush but as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, 
I treat you so right, you wouldn't be able to write a song about me unless it was how much I love you. Because I treat her right. I wouldn't do any of this stuff like all the other boys do, uh, where she has to write songs and albums about how bad she treated, like how much they broke her heart. Because I'd never do that to you, Taylor. I'd love you. All right, so now to number two on my list. Um, oh, let me think. Number two. How much of an SOB would I be if I stole Hermione Granger? Because like, not at all. I, I totally agree not with you all. for so many reasons. You got to look at the like the intellectual side. Think about mm-hmm. how smart Hermione Granger is. That made her very like, very attractive. Because you have to think she's solving problems. Exactly. Like she's carrying the team. Well, like, and the easy part. Movie. The easy part for you and I is no matter what girl we're with, they're the smart one. Yeah, that's accurate. So it's accurate, but Hermione is like leaps and bounds. No, she's smarter than everybody. She is. And she carries the team. Harry gets the credit. It's the name of the, he's the name of the movie, but like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that don't get done. Pretty much everything in that group doesn't get done without Hold Hermione. Up. Hold up. Is Hermione Granger a better Robin than Scottie Pippen? Absolutely. She is? Absolutely, without question. I, I think it's disrespectful to compare her to Scottie Pippen. I think it's a Steph Curry KD situation. I think See, she's I was going to say Stockton alone. She's that much of an asset to that team. Who else is going to the restricted section? She's putting in all the work. She she had too big of an impact on the team. Scottie Pippen, while he did do a lot of things, still a clear cut number two. Okay, so does then so if are we then comparing Harry, Ron, and Hermione to Steph, Clay, and KD? And then Haggard's Draymond Green. That's fair. That's okay. fair. Okay. Like I, Neville, I just wanted is, to make sure we were on the same page. Is Neville like Andre Iguodala? No, Neville is like Quinn Cook. Come on. Okay, he's fine. Playing. He's getting, he's getting minutes. He's getting. He's oh. playing. Oh, when the end when he takes the sword of Gryffindor that's and huge, cuts the snake. Huge yeah. Play. yeah, that's a huge yeah. moment. You're right. You're right. Ball. I apologize to Neville Longbottom. McGonagall's somebody. Mm-hmm. He's, he's getting, she's getting tick. And Dumbledore is Steve Kerr. <laughs> Wait, so as we're still talking about this Harry Potter, who's Voldemort then? Is LeBron Voldemort? Mm. Oh my god, and then the banana boat crew are the Death Eaters. We've got it figured out. Yeah, LeBron's probably Voldemort, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to take over the whole world. I, I'm a big fan of this analogy. It's a solid analogy. I've just never looked at. Le- I mean, I, I I disliked the Warriors, but it, it kind of worked. I mm-hmm. think they're the Warriors more than the Bulls. But what if they're? Hold on. What if they're LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosh? See, that's more fair because D Wade it, it, at that point in time, no, wasn't as big a star as LeBron. But you wouldn't say he's a Robin though. It still was yeah. his franchise, right? Right. Okay, I, so Harry Potter is LeBron. D. Wade is Hermione, and then Chris Bosh is Ron Weasley. Yeah, Ron Weasley, he's there. Has, he's there. He's not always going to make a huge impact every single time. But he okay. can. He can, though. Fair enough. All right, so you're number one before we keep talking about Harry Potter. number one. This is another one that still, to an extent, rings true, but I would say was definitely more prominent in my childhood. Uh, Beyonce. Mm, Queen B. Queen, Queen B. B. I feel Queen that. Queen B. Like, like single ladies on. Ah, oh, the single ladies. Ah, oh, the single ladies. Ah, oh, the single ladies. I put your hands up. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Right, right, right. 
We gotta stop singing before we get copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, the greatest of all time. She is Queen B. What did she call her fans? The Beehive. I've never heard that. I think they call it the Beehive, and that's great. But that is great. That is all we have today, folks for this edition of the What's the Snaps podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out on not only YouTube, but on Twitter at What's the Snaps. I'm Mike. And I am also Mike. You guys have a good one. Peace.